The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Every time I interview Alan Parsons, I'm just astounded by how much he has accomplished in his music career. He has been nominated for 13 Grammy Awards, with his first win occurring in 2019 for Best Immersive Album, Eye in the Sky. You may already know that he was involved in the production of The Beatles' Abbey Road and Let It Be, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, of course, Al Stewart's Year of the Cat, the first two albums by Ambrosia, and of course, the Alan Parsons Project. Now he is releasing a box set of the brilliant Turn of the Friendly Card album, as I have Mr. Alan Parsons on the line right now from his home in Santa Barbara, California. Hello. Alan, welcome back to the show. Boy, was I happy to hear that you had put together this limited edition box set of the Turn of a Friendly Card. One of my favorites. Just love that. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how uh, how people react to it. It's, um, it was really great to go back to the tapes again and uh, you know revisit it. Uh, and we've done new new mixes and, and surround uh, for it. I'm very I'm very pleased about it. It was released in what November of 1980. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, what inspired you and your recording partner Eric Wolfson to to write this material at the time? Well, we were we were living in Monaco or Monte Carlo, whichever you, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. Of course, Monte Carlo is famous for its casinos. So um, I would I would venture to suggest that the, the album was, uh, you know, at least in part uh, influenced by gambling, risk-taking, and so on. And, and there we were, right, 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 uh, walking distance from the uh, Monte Carlo casino. So um, Eric, Eric was more of a gambler than I was. You know, he was always putting money in machines and play, playing the tables and hoping to win a Ferrari. Well, it makes sense, you know, when you're talking about songs like Games People Play and Time. And and I'll tell you this, they really do stand the test of time. And it's so nice to hear that there's three CDs, a Blu-ray and and I guess, what, 40-some additional tracks. So there's a lot to, to look forward to. Now the, the, um, the surround mix uh, is, is on a Blu-ray disc, a separate Blu-ray disc. So. Uh, and I'm, I'm intrigued by... Uh, the, pop- the, the popularity I hope it will get because uh, Dolby Atmos is becoming a, a big uh, a big buzzword in the industry. So, Alan, I hadn't talked to you in a while, and I'm wondering what your thoughts are on the Beatles Get Back docu series. Um, it was it was great, um, <laughs> and for the first time, uh, I'm I, you know living proof that I was there. <laughs> um, right, because you know there, there are there are a few a few little glimpses of me. Uh, and um, you know, I was very, very pleased to see that the original movie, the, the, the original Let It Be movie, not a single frame anyway. <laughs> yes, as but, I recall, uh, Peter, Jackson, Peter Jackson was Peter Jackson was very gracious. And, uh, he, he actually showed me a, com- a couple of shots uh, that he was going to include in the movie before the movie came out. Before the series came out. The recording sessions for Let It Be and Abbey Road, there may have been, you know, some long faces there that we saw, we were witness to, but do you think the rooftop concert really kind of reminded the boys who they were and it was more of a joyous thing? I, I think the uh, I think the, the Jackson movie 
makes it a much happier occasion. But you know, the, the, you know, clearly, clearly they uh, they enjoyed themselves on the rooftop. I was I was there, so today I'll never forget. We've talked about uh, Pink Floyd's "Dark Side of the Moon" before, so we don't need to get into that. But you were actually, is it true, working on a follow-up project with? Pink Floyd called household objects. Uh, yes, that, that that is true, um, but um, it, it it never re- it never actually saw the light of day. We get, we gave up on it. Um, there is a there is an edition of uh, Dark Side of the Moon. I think it's called the uh, immersive edition or something. And, uh, there is one one uh, track that uh, we recorded during that period. The idea was that it was it featured no musical instruments and only only other objects. It, it was it, it was a very drawn out period and uh, everybody just very slow and everybody just gave up on it. Kind of reminded me I guess of Brian Wilson with the Smile album, you know, using all kinds of uh, weird effects and everything. Mm-hmm. You worked with Ambrosia on their first two albums, and and I've always been curious because, especially the first album was was a bit of a rocker. Are you surprised when a band kind of takes a left turn and they become more of a ballad band? Yes, uh, of course. <laughs> of course, when, when they when they did that and started having all the number one hits, I was no longer involved, so uh, that was a mistake on my part, I guess. But uh, no, they they were definitely prog rock to start with. Then became more of a more of a sort of uh, dare I say it, yacht rock kind of band. Yeah, not to say it wasn't great because, like you say, it made them a lot of money. But what do you recall about leading the Beatles tribute show called uh, A Walk Down Abbey Road? It featured Todd Rundgren, Ann Wilson, John Entwistle, and Jack Bruce. For God's sake! Yeah, um, of course, Jack. Jack Bruce and uh, and John Atmosfall were both bass players, so they didn't ever appear on the same show. But uh, we uh, did did do a, a tour where each artist performed his own uh, his own songs and uh, his or her, should I say, because Admiral Wilson was there. Yeah. Um, but uh, we we performed a couple of our own songs and uh, had a Beatles song. It was fun to do. It did very well. What do you think the future of touring looks like uh, for you, if if at all? Or are you uh, more interested in writing material or producing other artists at this point? I'm trying to wind down uh, my uh, my live uh, performance career. I, we, we just did the uh, On the Blue cruise, which was uh, a Caribbean cruise, just, just uh, completed a, year, uh, a week ago. Uh, with the, with the zombies and Al Stewart and a number of uh, oh, nice. other good friends, but um, I'm I'm winding down to a certain extent. I don't think I, I, uh, my my health is an issue. I've uh, had some uh, back surgery, which uh, prevents me from standing up for long periods. So uh, I'm I'm definitely thinking about winding it down. Now. I'm I'm always always ready to make a always ready to make a record in the studio. So. Uh, that, that will continue. We're very excited about uh, the great Alan Parsons. Look for the Turn of a Friendly Card box set, February 24th. You can also pre-order at cherryred.co.uk. Alan, always nice to catch up with you. Good luck with everything and stay well. All right, Jim. Thanks for Thanks a lot. Nice talking to you. Bye-bye. Okay. You know, I was told before I did this interview that Alan really didn't want to talk much about Pink Floyd and Dark Side of the Moon, and I think I know why. I just found out recently the ongoing rift between Pink Floyd bassist Roger Waters and his former bandmates took a new turn as it was revealed that Waters has been secretly re-recording the band's classic 
1973 album, Dark Side of the Moon. Waters stated that he has been working on a solo version of the album for months, unbeknownst to former bandmates, guitarist David Gilmore and drummer Nick Mason, keyboardist Richard Wright, died in 2008. I know there's all kinds of new technology now, but I can't imagine liking a new version better than that original classic album. Well, that finishes this episode of the Fake Show podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.